episode 12. You're listening to Vox Talk, brought to you by Voices.com. I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli. If you're interested in hearing the latest from the world of voiceovers, this is the podcast for you. Vox Talk is produced twice a week, so be sure to subscribe in iTunes to receive new episodes as they come. Let's get started. The Loop, informing you of news and current voiceover events. Judges for the 2007 Voicey Awards have just been revealed. The judges are Mark Grau, Nancy Wolfson, and Rodney Salisbury. The three judges represent the voiceover industry well and are very excited to be part of the Voicey Awards. To learn more about how you can nominate a voice talent to win a Voicey, go to the Vox Daily blog at blogs.voices.com slash voxdaily. In other news, Brandon Routh, star of Superman Returns, announced on his blog that the sequel to Superman Returns, entitled Man of Steel, is shooting right now in Australia. Brandon keeps a blog at MySpace to share news as well as communicate with fans. To learn more, visit the Vox Talk links for this episode at blogs.voices.com slash voxtalk. To wrap up, voiceover coach Betty Zoller is offering a couple of workshops this month, including the Business of Voiceovers workshop and a Voice Acting Techniques workshop. Both workshops take place in Dallas, Texas. To learn more about the workshops and to register, go to VoicesVoices.com. Before we conclude, I'd like to congratulate voice actors Gray Delisle and Murray Hammond on the birth of their first child, Jefferson, Texas Hammond, on January 31st, 2007. Gray is known for her voice work and animation, as well as her musicianship. The Biz, helping you grow your voiceover business. This week in The Biz, Bob Sauer highlights the importance of meeting with your peers face-to-face. In the late 70s and early 80s, when I was just starting in voiceovers, just about everything we did included various levels of human interaction. Auditions were done in a studio or at a casting director's office. Sessions were always done in a recording studio. But the last ten years, as I don't need to tell you, has seen a massive shift away from working in recording studios. Now, essentially all of my auditions are recorded in my home studio, as are the vast majority of my sessions. What once was work that involved seeing old and meeting new friends in the engineers, producers, writers, and directors at the sessions at recording studios has now become work that's done alone almost all the time. With email, instant messaging, phone calls, and ISDN or SourceConnect sessions replacing the real in-person contact we once enjoyed. I think we need to find ways to recapture these points of real human contact. Discussion groups, blogs, podcasts, and other as-yet-untapped online resources will continue to give us places where we can hang out and have both business and personal conversations. But there's no substitute for actually talking with people face-to-face. With this in mind, a few weeks ago I got to thinking about a business trip I had coming up that would take me to western Pennsylvania and eastern Ohio. I knew two other voiceover guys from that part of the world, Dan Nochtrab and Ben Wilson. So I emailed these guys and suggested we see if we could find a place to meet that was convenient for all of us. And that's just what we did. Dan, Ben, and I spent four fabulous hours over lunch in Columbus, Ohio a few weeks ago. I left for home filled with a renewed enthusiasm for my work. In the next couple of months, I'm hoping to get together with a few of the other voiceover folks who, like me, live and work in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
you can do the same where you live. Even if you don't know anyone else who works in voiceover near you, if you search, you'll probably turn up someone, maybe several someones. Networking with other people is fundamental, that's for certain. Thank you, Bob, for sharing your thoughts on the subject. If you have an audio piece that you'd like to see included in this segment or a suggestion, email your thoughts to media at voices.com. Tech Talk, walking you through the technological landscape. This week brings us through to Adam Fox's third installment in his Making a Commercial series. Here's Adam Fox. All right, we made it to part three. Now, at this point, we have our session set up. We have the VO all edited and laid in. We have the background music in with our volume envelope faded at negative 9 dB. All that's left for us to do is to put in our ambient sounds. So let's take this basic idea and spice it up a little bit and make it stand out. Let's add in the friend that our person is talking to on the phone. Now we can do that by adding a separate track and putting that in there. I've created a gibberish track with the help of my tools and me spouting some garbled speech into the mic. Now, do we always really have time to do this sort of thing? Well, no, but it can really set your project apart for going above and beyond. And if nothing more, you've already started to build your own custom library of sounds. So now we have our well-placed background music. We have our background sounds, including the friend that we're talking to on the phone. Plus, we have our dry voiceover laid in. Now it's time to mix. Now, by saying this, I'm sure this is going to sound very general. By saying that you want to make sure that your mix is easily heard. Again, now that's its own in-depth topic, and we could go on podcast after podcast. Let's just say for sense of argument that you already have a basic understanding of mixing, which we all do, and we just want to make sure that that voice is very easily understood and it's not covered up by any of the background sounds or ambient sounds, because that's what they are. They're background sounds and ambient sounds. We have all of our sounds mixed at the proper levels. We have our background music that drops down to negative 9 dB. It's not crushing in on the vocals. The background sounds can still be heard, but they're not over powering to the main vocal track. That's our point. That's our focus point and our selling point. Well, we have our mix, so now we need to be able to save that bad boy in whatever file format our client needs. So once you've saved your file format, is it really over? I find that making a pass with a multiband dynamics and some compression of one way or another and normalizing that track can really make that track stand out. You have a tendency to lose just a little bit when you convert a file format like that because after all, you are reordering the file. You're re-rendering that file in a different file format. And another pass with a normalizer can really make that difference between losing that, oh, maybe half a dB or a dB to really making that thing stand out and get somebody's attention very quickly. So now we have our completed spot. We've taken it from the beginning, from its concept, either a script that needs to be written or one that's supplied to you. We've covered interpretation, we've covered production, both the recording of the actual dry voiceover and also to be able to spice it up and mix in some background ambience and some music. We've covered this topic and I know all of us are very familiar with these things, but I wanted to kind of break it down to the mechanics, because as these things become so fluid for us and we get to work at our feverish pace to keep up with the production deadlines, oftentimes we'll find a better mic chain, or we'll find a better way to do something that we've been doing forever, and it's just become, well, I'll get to that and fix that later. This gives us a good opportunity to readdress the why we do what we do and how we build those things from the ground up. If you're already familiar with the software, the learning curve is very small. So since we worked so hard for it, here's the completed piece.
Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? What? You lost your internet connection again. Well, I'll tell you, either your downloading habits need to be curved or you need to get another service provider. Who am I with? Oh, I'm with Superspeed Nation. They are the fastest, most reliable internet connection on the planet. I can even talk to relatives overseas through my internet connection without missing a beat. Who are you with? Oh, they don't end up being quite what they advertise themselves to be, do they? Well, let me tell you, there are no surprises with Superspeed Nation. You want their number? Okay, here it is. One, five, one. Superspeed Nation. Visit us on the web at www.superspeednation.com. Well, thank you so much for staying tuned to all three of these segments. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me at adamfox.voices.com or at my production company website at defiantdigital.com. Take care of yourselves, everybody. And until next time, thanks for listening. I hope you've been listening to all of Adam's segments. If you've missed parts one or two of the series on making commercials, check out Vox Talk episodes 8 and 10. Vox Box. Answering your voiceover questions. Voice talent Neetu Danani from India sent us her audio commentary to play in the Vox Box. I think to be a good voiceover artist, it is very important to have a very bass voice. But if you don't have a bass voice, you can work on it. I started working on it by singing, having singing classes so that I understand how to talk from my stomach and have a beautiful voice. Because it's not always important that your voice is sweet, but it is important that it is sounding very, very sober and you can relate to that voice. That is voiceover. And also, I believe if you want to take care of your voice, it is very important to not to abuse it by shouting, screaming or screeching your voice, which is very wrong because our voice is our asset, which has to be taken care. And if not, it is your loss, because if you want to be a view artist or you want to be a dubbing artist or be a singer or anybody in the voicing industry, you have to have a very, very particular pattern of living which doesn't consist of cold water, drinking lots of water and yes, also gargling and having warm water every day. I would just say that. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Neetu, thank you for pointing out that a voice needs to be both sonorous as well as conditioned. Before we go, I'd like to remind you to go online to nominate either yourself or one of your peers at Voices.com for a Voicey Award. Thank you to those of you who have already participated. You now have less than one week to get your nominations in there. Just go to Voices.com and click to download the nomination form on the Vox Daily blog. As always, you can send in your feedback via email, audio clip, and you can also call in to leave a message to air on the podcast. Just dial 1-888-359-3472, extension 117. Looking forward to hearing from you. And remember, stay subscribed in iTunes. Bye for now.